You are listening to episode 67 of the Playing Flout Podcast with Rita Hyland. Hello, I'm Rita Hyland, and you're about to discover what it means to position your business, career, and life to play full out. This show explores the way leaders just like you embrace and achieve their ambition without working harder or grinding it out any longer. So if you want to take your life, business, or career to a playing full out status and do so while being the happiest high performer in the room, then hang with me because this show shares everything you need to know using the best of neuroscience, transformational psychology, and a bit of spiritual wisdom to help you change fast, even when it's uncomfortable or scary, or you failed to do so in the past. All this so that you can enjoy more freedom and prosperity in your business and life. I'm happy you're here. Hey there, friends. I'm so glad you're here today for this conversation. We're talking about resilience. And really, if we ever needed this conversation, that time is now. I was asked to speak at a high school recently on this topic. And I thought, how wonderful and powerful and fantastic, not only because, well, we've been through so much this year. People are struggling with all the changes and the loss and the uncertainty we've experienced. We've had a lot of disruption. We have been discouraged and frustrated. And some of that's still lingering. And when you witness this much and experience this much, as we have in the last year, it can be very daunting. It can, it can knock us down. And I think it's so important for us to really learn about re- resiliency and understand how to go and build the muscle because at its core, I believe resiliency is the fabric and the fuel for us being able to live a fulfilling and successful and happy life. And yet what I find so amazing still to this day is that it's never taught and still isn't taught in our schools. I mean, you and I, we didn't learn, at least, I mean, I didn't, for many of us older people and those who I've worked with over the last two decades, even successful and talented people, our tools in terms of being resilient was simply to rise up and in essence, sometimes ignore the emotion or the feeling or the struggle or pretend it's not there, pretend we're feeling something else that we're not feeling. And so there are much more powerful ways to build our resiliency muscle, ones that are much more efficient, effective. And I want to discuss my perspective on that today, as well as some real practical life-changing tools that you can apply. But there's just such a need at this time, because in order for us to show up to play full out, to play to our edges, to understand who we are and to fulfill our purpose, we have to be able to get through those times in which there is pain and hurt and struggle. Because the only thing that we know is pain happens. But our suffering through it, that's a choice. So it's not if and when the inevitable pain or hurt or you know challenge will happen. It's what do we do when it does? So today, my promise to you is that I'm going to show you how you can decrease the lag time between the event, this disappointment or the struggle, and you returning to your A game, to your moving sidewalk of life where you are living in flow, in joy, doesn't mean all of life's situations and you know chaos is organized. It simply means that 
you are leading from that place of your own personal strength and power. So I'm going to help you and show you some ways, at least I and help myself and others apply, you know, decreasing that lag time more quickly and with less pain. The, the idea, and you know, we can all talk about the definitions of, of resiliency. And in essence, to me, it's about, you know, decreasing the frequency with which it does affect your next day, week, month, year. And, and sometimes we can have these moments. And this is where we get stymied with resiliency is that we have hurt. We get pained. We get, you know, emotionally down. And as a result, we have a hard time standing back up. Now, the first mistake most people make is not allowing themselves to feel those feelings. We have to have acknowledgement of the struggle in life. We have to understand and acknowledge that there are hardships because picking yourself up in difficult times, it can be really hard if we don't allow ourselves to sense it or feel it or to recognize it. You can't get through your pain and you're hurt by diminishing it. Am I right? I mean, there are many ways to move on and to stand back up and be resilient, but pretending to feel a certain way, that is not one of them. Some will say, well, I shouldn't feel this, or I've got my life, you know, I should be so fortunate, or gosh, with so much pain in the world, how can I complain? And But understand that there is no hierarchy to pain. And I love that. Everyone's pain is pain. You know, I have a younger brother. I remember I would, I was 18 younger, months older than him. And every year be like, he was one year younger in grade school. And I was, you know, an eighth grader. He was a seventh grader. I'd be like, oh, if you knew how hard eighth grade was. And then I'd get to freshman year. I'd be like, oh, if you knew how hard freshman year is. So I was always you know, making a hierarchy of pain, I guess I would say. And, and what we have to understand is everyone has pain and, and we are allowed to acknowledge and we are in, encouraged to feel our own because pain's power actually diminishes when we acknowledge it, you know? So saying to yourself, yeah, that, this stinks. This is hard. I am sad because I lost this last year. I'm disappointed that I didn't get to go do this thing. I'm confused about how to make my, you know, turn this business around. I'm confused. I'm, you know, I'm hurt that I've been rejected from this opportunity or this promotion or that my marriage ended. This person rejected me or hurt me or ignored me. Like this, these are real feelings and we need to be able to do this for ourselves to feel our feelings, whether that's express them ourselves and then, or to another person. The issue is that if we don't acknowledge them, we can't confront them and we can't do what they're here to do for us, which I'll mention in a moment here. But being resilient is all the harder when we don't acknowledge the feelings. That's all I want to say. So your first, your first tool, your first, you know, step in getting back on your A game is to acknowledge the struggle. It's real. The issue next is that once we feel the struggle, once we feel the disappointment or, or whatever it is, we have to remember, and this is a really big idea or big concept. So you have to listen. You might want to grab your pen because 
when you get this, this is what is life changing. This is like the $5 million gold nugget to navigate any pain or hurt that comes your way. That is that hurt and pain are your messengers. They're not your driver. You do not give fear and pain the driver's seat. Am I, am I clear? You're not, you do not make that. If you're sliding on a road, maybe if you have a luxury car, you have the ice little thing go on and it says you're entering slippery territory. Or maybe the indicator is just that you are slipping. You do not jump out of the car and abort, right? You grab the wheel and you take over. You remain in charge. You do not give power and authority over to your, your disappointment or your discouragement or your hurt or your pain. They are never in charge. They never take the wheel. I think that's one of the things where a lot of people, you know, resiliency is their muscles weak is because they don't even realize it as adults. And, you know, I've done it too. It's like we, we all of a sudden put the pain in the driver's seat. We have to decide if that hurt or pain is going to be steering us. We get to choose that. We can't decide. We can't let it take over and then make our next decision, right? Because when we say you get to make the next decision, disappointment, hurt, pain, discouragement, fear, then that, that's a, that is a whole, you know, road of deeper pain because one hurt, one idea, one decision made in fear, then you make the next one. If it's driving your car, it's going to make the next one and the next one. And all of a sudden you're going to find that if you're headed to California, you're in Philadelphia. And, and another thing that I do see is are people when discouragement or, you know, pain or hurt take the wheel is that we do things like we stop asking for what we want. We, we start to let that be the indicator. Well, then I must not be able to have it. Or that's just like setting me up for just too much work. We allow it to inform us and then it makes decisions. And that's when we live a life half lived a life of half of our potential. You see, we can't drive to avoid the pain or to avoid getting into any places that might be sticky. If we do that, that's like that's like driving and trying to avoid a bunch of potholes. And if you try to avoid every pothole on the street, I mean at least in Chicagoland, you're going to be you're not going to make it to your destination. You are definitely not going to be going in your right direction. You cannot work in life, you know, and this happens on an unconscious level when we're young, we have an experience that hurts us. And then it we decide that that's going to inform our next decision that hurt and pain when we give it the steering wheel, it decides it, it tells us, well, I'm not going to get in a relationship like that again, or I'm just not gonna, I'm not going to ask for this. I mean, well, I'm not going to aspire to this. I'm not going to try to take on that role again. I'm going to let this inform me and shut me down, or I'm going to allow it to break me instead of make me. So here's the thing is that our discouragement, these moments of struggle or pain, they're actually indicators. One of their messages on a positive side is that we want something different. Their indicators is like, yeah, this is not, this is not for me. This is, I want to experience this. So they give us information. They're messengers. They're not intended to be the driver. So we got to make sure they continue their roles and that their roles are separate. Are you following me? You know, I always appreciated, I remember hearing a race car driver talk about when they 
were trained to drive at, you know, max speeds around the, the race course is that even when they were within three centimeters of hitting the wall, or even he said after they hit the wall, never look at the wall, never, never give the wall the power in essence is what he was saying. Look at the direction in which you're headed every time. Otherwise the collision is going to be significant. You will have given power over to the wall and you will not be able to get back on course. So resiliency in essence, even when something, you know, pain or hurt in the, in the race car world was happening was the, the resiliency was in that moment being able to know where you're going. And that really is the next step. When you are able to separate and not give the wheel over to the, the, the pain and the hurt, then you are able to look at and remind yourself of what direction you're headed and then be able to take the next right step in line with that goal or in line with your direction. So these, this is, this is how getting back on your A game works. I actually gave an acronym for the high school that I was speaking at, and it is A game. A is acknowledge the struggle. G is get clear on your direction. A, the next one of A game is answer the question, what is my next direction? What is my next right action? And when you're asking that question, you want to ask it not from, remember, not from the space of what would my pain, fear, and hurt do, but what if I wasn't afraid? What if I wasn't in pain or hurt? What action would I take? So answer, what action would I take if, if I was not afraid? Or what action would I take if, if pain and hurt weren't at the wheel? And weren't, weren't leading because that's going to, that's called mining for gold. That is where your insight, your inspiration comes from. That's where you're going to get your best answers because getting any answer when pain and hurt are at the wheel is going to give you a very desperate answer, which keeps you stewing and swimming in your current circumstance of pain and hurt. When pain and hurt are making the decisions, you will continue to be in pain and hurt. And that is the conundrum for a lot of people and, and, and the thing that most people don't know. But when you get this, it can change everything. Once you have gotten to answer, what would I do if I wasn't operating from pain or hurt or disappointment or whatever pain, struggle I'm in, then you're going to have the answer for your M to move forward, move forward with just the next step. See, when we're in this, we're, we're, we're wounded or we're hurt or we're struggling, we, tend to have this thing that we have to see the whole staircase. We have to know every single step. When you're building your resiliency muscle, when you're getting your A game back, you just need to take the next right action. And that next right action will inform your next right action. That's something that people miss and that can, that stops them and st stunts them again in terms of being resilient. What I think is really important to understand in a distinction in resiliency is that resiliency is not just picking yourself back up and making it through a day. It's not about just being able to stand, you know, or weather the storm. To me, ultimate resiliency is really about standing up and moving forward in uncertainty, but optimistically. You know, it's being able to have a hope and a faith and an optimism. It's not just to survive is what I'm saying. It's about thriving. So the last step in the A game acronym for resiliency is 
that we need to extend ourselves or elevate another person. One of the things that I notice is that even in a planet with 7 billion people, it's very easy when we've been hurt or wounded or pained that to think that we're the only person experience it. And I think that it can be a really slippery slope that leads to a lot of feeling very isolated. And you can bet that even if you say, well, Rita, you haven't had these experiences. No one's hurt you like this. You aren't living this way. That this is something you weren't just rejected from this thing yesterday. You didn't, you know, you haven't been hurt the way I've been hurt. Seniors could say you didn't just lose your senior year. No, I, I probably haven't, but somebody else in this big world of seven billion probably has. And it's important. And one of the best ways to get out of when you're, you know, pain and hurt are, are the talkers are in the lead is to take yourself out of our own circumstances and extend ourselves to someone else, extend and offer or elevate another person. So when we do that, we can't help but naturally feel it's just actually physics, that vibration and energy coming back to us in giving we receive in essence. Being resilient really is the ability to no longer direct life from your hurt or pain, right? It's being able to show up and make your decisions, make your vision, make your next action in line with your highest and best self. You know, I'll have adults ask me when, what if I've been wounded or scarred or or they've had these pains and hurt hits? I've hit potholes a lot of times. When do you just say, you know, let her, let it go or, allow it to to keep you from your best. That again is when you can know that's a strong indicator that you're letting your fear and pain and hurt be the driver. So take the wheel again. Take back the the driving of your life. Don't give it over to just things that are just simply supposed to be your messenger, your indicator of something. When I talk about messenger, what I mean is like, Use your discourage, your discouragement as a messenger. Understand that it's coming with the positive intent that you want to be a better person or you want more or, or you want to show up in a different way. You want to experience something more, whether that's connected relationships or to succeed and to be happy. It's simply telling you like you're not on your right path. That's all it is. Stop for a moment. Imagine, if you will, that you're able with this simple five-step A-game acronym to overcome any adversity. When you hit the pothole of life, self-correct. You're able to do it, that you have that within you, that nothing can make you lose control of the wheel because you've always been in control. You are in control. Imagine what that would be like to know I might hit another pothole and I'm okay with that. And I'm going to recover. We're going to, we'll be able to recover no matter what. I'm going to be, because I'm in charge of the wheel. I'm never giving the wheel over. I'm always driving. Can you imagine how much simpler things would be? Now, I'm not trying to say that we won't have pain and that there can be, can be some significant deep pain. I'm not here to like put whipped cream on poop. You know, it's still, we understand it's poop, but I'm not going to, I'm trying to put a happy face on sorrow or grief or, or any of the many things that we've been hit by this year. But what I am saying is that it doesn't have to control our tomorrows. It does not need to lead our future. It is not in control of where we're headed in our right direction. What this says is that pain is inevitable. And if you have a heartbeat, 
you will experience pain and you will experience hurt. It's not if it's when, but does that pain and hurt stop you? And does that hurt and pain drive you for the rest of your life? Our goal in life is not simply to get through without problems or without getting hit or hurt, but to be able to manage the inevitable struggles that we will have and all the uncertainty that goes with life and to do it without sabotaging ourselves along the way. The A of A game acronym is acknowledge the struggle or the pain. G, get clear of who you are and what direction you want to go. A, ask, what's my next right direction? If I weren't letting my hurt or my disappointment or my fear make the next decision, what would I do? If I weren't afraid, what would I do? The M is then move forward. After you've answered that question, your A, then in M, you're going to move forward with that action. It's just the next smallest step. And in that meantime, one of the things to build the resiliency muscle is to elevate another person, extend your hand, offer something to them. You've got it. You've got your A game then. You can't not be on your A game when you're operating from this place. That's what I want you to know. And when you need emotional support, you know, if the pain is too much for you or you're recognizing that you've got old pains that are are showing up and driving and making your decisions today, then get the emotional support when you need it. It falls in the same bucket as logistical help. And I know that you probably wouldn't go without that. We all have the ways that we get additional help, you know, when we're not operating in our zones of genius. And emotional support is one of those. You accept having other people help you with other, other tasks. This is emotional help is, and support's no different. Be aware. I think that it was so powerful for us as adults, as teachers, as leaders, as role models to make sure that we're practicing and building our resiliency muscle because other people are watching. Unfortunate that we didn't learn this and that it's still not taught in schools, but we have the opportunity to bring this to our workplaces and to our children, especially, especially in these times when there continues to be a lot of uncertainty for them. Maybe if we're lucky, and my hope would be that they're better at it than we are someday because they have gotten it at an earlier age and they're starting to build this into their repertoire of habits, that they are not their struggle, they are not their pain, that that's simply just a messenger to say, hey, it's time for me to redirect. When something doesn't work out, when we think we're rejected from something good, it's because something better is on its way or is to come. I'm going to look forward to continuing our conversation and hope this one has been a good one next week. Thank you for being with me today. By you listening to this, it tells me you're interested in growing yourself and likely not just for yourself, but to positively influence others as well. If you enjoyed this podcast, go ahead and share this with your friends and colleagues. When leaders like you grow yourself and then grow others, we all are positively impacted. If you have questions, I'm here to answer them and may even use them in our upcoming podcasts. Go ahead. You can send those questions to Breakthrough at RitaHighland.com. Remember, a half version of you is not enough. The world needs the full version of you at play. I look forward to seeing you on our next podcast.